I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we're the Connected Experience. Hey, bro, bro what's, what's the Connected connect, Experience? Uh, you beat me to it. The Connected Experience is the lifestyle. Our lifestyle. A lifestyle. How, How that, that lifestyle life? treating you? Oh, you keep trying to beat me to it. Man, it's perfect. I always say I can never imagine not knowing dope people or being a dope person that someone knows because you're pretty dope yeah i am dope not only am i dope i am an award-winning best-selling author once the book dropped 3320 yeah. yeah. and you can order the book animal instinct the urban jungle on uh, it's just the ebook right now we just actually gonna release this book in so many different ways so many different times that we go eat up this is the beginning of our family's disney Mm, you right, feel what I'm saying? Right. Like this is just the beginning of that. So you go hear the audio experiences because now it's gonna be an audio book. You go see. Uh, we got the comic book coming soon. We yeah. got the the animated series coming soon. We got a whole lot. The Animal Instinct, the Urban Jungle coming. Uh, it's an urban fantasy novel. People thought that I would write a certain type of book. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And just he because proved them, wrong. proved them wrong. Like took them to a whole different level. So if you want to follow me as the author on the Instagram, it's at S L Jackson and the number three. The pre link uh, i mean the link in the bio is however you order it because right. if you're listening to this before 3320 then it's a pre-order if you listen to it after. after it's just a regular order and bro the ebook only 299 yeah mm. and i've been seeing like that's actually a good price yeah that's actually a good because yeah. i worked that price out yeah you know your dick. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy part is right so we talk in books and we learn book language and that's what right. people need to do whatever business you're trying to be a part of learn that learn language because now when i go sit down and i talk to book people i know book language and if i hear something that i don't know i go research it immediately it's right. a whole lot of it's a whole lot of ways to get paid off these books but it's a whole lot of books that's in the way and you know a book that's a good book man and people need to check out man uh no tell me about it please that's a book called a war on friendly uh, friendly grounds by carlos martin this is a one-of-a-kind book written by a servant leader who refuses to be a victim this the story in this book is gut-wrenching and ugly but fortunately it must be told few people have a passion to bridge empathy the empathy gap with the humankind and to stand up for a cause and severe risk in their own lives and social status carlos martin is a man who will turn a negative story into a positive movement don't wait read a war on friendly grounds now from a man who served our country and who has a story that will serve our hearts and that is a quote from les brown Jr., the Emmy Award winning speaker about the book, A War on Friendly Grounds. Do you got a term? I do, man. My term is veteran, a person who has a long service or experience in an occupation, an office, or the like of. So you could be a veteran in the Army. You could be a veteran, police officer. I was a veteran when it came to real estate. I served at it for, I mean, not real estate. Retail. Retail. And I'm just a veteran from everything. From. Just life. Yeah, life, yeah, life. Just a life so, veteran. The why reason was that, why was that your book? Pick? My book. Why yeah. was that my book? Because yeah. we actually have the author of that book on a connected experience today, and that's Carlos Martin, bro. What's going on? How you doing today, brother? Man, what's good, family? I appreciate y'all blessing me, having me come out here, man. Thank no, you. We yeah, appreciate yeah. you we coming appreciate out. You. Okay, so funny story, right? Okay. My one of my best friends at work, Ebony. She was a. Uh, she's a ex. She's a gamer. She's an Xboxer. You know. What I'm saying? <laughs> she, she plays I didn't know that. Yeah. So she's like her 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 boyfriend like got two Xboxes. They go get the games <laughs> and all yeah. of that. So she's an Xboxer. She's a real gamer and she was like yo uh this guy that I played the Xbox against, he uh, he wrote a book. I think you should read the book. So I ordered a book and all that. Then she was like, maybe you could get him on the show. So she put me in contact with him. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, come up to the show. He like, oh, no, man, I'm in California. Right, so I say, well, right. guess what, man? 
when we come back to California, we go we go have you on there. So I, he might have thought I was bullshitting. He might have thought I was playing because he <laughs> yeah. hit me up a few times. And I'm like, no, nah, dog, I, I, I come before the end of the year up every year. So when we get there, boom, we definitely gonna make sure we have you and we got you on, bro. So we appreciate you coming and we gonna get into your story because. Your story is different because it's tied to like some national news at one point and you knew that that could take place and other people didn't believe that that took place with you, but that so happened to take place. And that that other story turned into so much national news that you was like, I told you so. Right. 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 So before we get there, though, because we got to lead up to that. Now, you said we're here in California. And of course, people know that listen to us that we from Inkster, Michigan. You actually from Michigan, too. Yeah. Yeah, so so what Harbor. part of Michigan did you grow up in? Ben Harbor, Michigan family. Okay, so like tell us about Ben Harbor. I've never been. So like walk me through that. Like what 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 would I what could I expect if I came to Ben Harbor? I mean, honestly, back in the day Ben Harbor used to be lit. They had things like Whirlpool, they had all the people that used to work for all the car shops and everything else, but now it's a ghost town. Yeah. Ain't nothing there. Yeah. Boarded up windows. So and basically the industry that was out there gone facts yeah so it's actually prime real estate in Benton Harbor then if that's what's going on oh, of out course. there gentrification because, you know yeah 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 so what was it like growing up in Benton Harbor like what was your family life like um well I'm an army brat you know what I mean so I was blessed to get out the hood because of that you know yeah. what I mean so I did a lot of traveling and I feel like bro when everyone's allowed to travel it does something to your mind you know yeah. what I mean because yeah. you're able to experience the world from different perspectives and so it allows you to be able to connect with people a different way so you know I'm became a chameleon you know yeah and what you said about traveling is true i have two daughters and by the time both of them was three we made sure that they had been other places Mm -hmm. just because it even looked different right you know what i mean so my daughter my uh eight-year-old she been to the brooklyn music festival because like her favorite cousin which is my younger cousin who was an adult but she helped put it on so she was like i want to take her and i was like that's the only time i ever been nervous like you you want to take her to new york (laughs) with you like i couldn't like but she went and she like daddy why houses look everything together and why is like this and i say that's how they do it on the east coast right and then when she go to atlanta she like okay this this the country compared to when we just was in the east coast but it's a lot of people i said that's because mm-hmm. not everybody moving there mm-hmm. so like she, matter of fact she mad at me right now because like when she's an adult she's going to live in la we brought her out here one time we did a short film and we brought her out here and she fell in love with it oh, yeah. and before i left she was like why you ain't tell me you was going to la i said i said california <laughs> she said that's not the only city in uh uh, that's that's California State. You going to Los Angeles like you know I want to go right, like you right. know. So traveling really does open up your mind. But being an army brat, what, what you would say like you travel internationally or yeah, just man. through the states? No, I would travel internationally. So when I was a kid, I wound up going to Kitzigan, Würzburg, in Germany. Yeah. And here's the funny thing, bro, about life. We become comfortable. Yeah. And when you become comfortable, you become idle and you become stagnant and you don't see how beautiful and big the world is. But when you travel, bro, you're able to see the world from other people's perspectives, other cultures' perspectives. So for me, I think if one way to end racism is if everyone was able to travel, then you wouldn't be able to be lied to. Lied to. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. You'd be able to see things for yourself. And you know what, though? I did, Speaking of traveling, traveling is so uncomfortable to me. Like, that's yeah. the first thing that I told my wife. I was like, I got to get to a point where I could travel and it's comfortable. And she said, what you mean? I said, I hate packing. <laughs> I, so 
I pack a week in advance because right. I start packing. That's true. And then I, I, I got notes and stuff. Don't forget this. Don't forget this. Don't right. forget this. And I said, I don't know. My I made it moment is when I could travel and all I got is a backpack and it's nothing in that backpack besides yeah. my phone charger and all that. Because whenever I, wherever I'm going, we live in a world where now I could order my clothes to the hotel. And right. by the time I get there, so that's what I'm going to start doing right. to, when I travel. But. You was a high school athlete. Let's talk about high school sports. So you was you were uh, you were good in track and football, correct? Yeah, man. I was number four in the state for track. Crazy story, man, is I wound up going to Alaska, bro. I wound up graduating high school from Bartlett in Alaska. So I was number four in the state in high jump, long jump, and triple jump. We would have won number one, but we got disqualified for the four by one. So you know things now, happen. Now what happened with the disqualification? Uniforms, you know, you got to be in order. My man had jewelry or whatever else. And so we were going against a big rival. And so we wind up getting disqualified. But the beautiful thing about that is it makes you look, it makes you more hungry. You know what I'm saying? There's something beautiful about failure that I don't think we get as people. Now, let's just not brush over the fact that you said you graduated high school in Alaska. (laughs) First of all, I don't know anybody who's ever lived in Alaska. Well, I do. I know one person and she was in the military. Yeah. And she actually told me that the suicide rate amongst uh, people in the military in Alaska was the highest and i said why she said because it was like seven o'clock right out here it was like seven o'clock yeah she said imagine three o'clock in the morning like this so you just went in the club and then you come out the club and it's just like this All and she facts. said some people just it, it their ain't, brain yeah. don't click to yeah. to like turn it on and off so she said it's like real heavy depression Bro. you know what i'm saying so did she, you witness any of that being in alaska man here's the thing about the weather it changes the time frame. So when it's daylight during the summer, it's daylight all day. You know yeah. what I mean? So you have to use your blinds to create your own darkness to be able to fall asleep. You know what I mean? So people have to get used to that because it's something different. But I'll tell y'all something that y'all wouldn't believe. Alaska hood. Yeah, no, no, I believe it. I believe it because the, uh, we used to watch uh, a cut in the video. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and it's right there by Russia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Alaska, yeah, yeah. Huh, bro. It's crazy, bro. Is I'm, it a lot of mixed people in Alaska? I, can, I, I, I can think it's that. a little bit of everything, bro. You know what I'm saying? But you'll see a lot of black people in Alaska because I was, af- honestly, I was afraid to go because I was like, bro, I ain't going to see nobody like me. But yeah. when you get there, we everywhere, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess it's just basically the same as everywhere else. It's of just, course. Uh, is, now, the weather, is it super cold like they try to make it or is it just, because we facts. from Michigan. You know what I'm saying? So, All facts, bro. Still, Michigan's warm. It's yeah. warm to yeah, Alaska, yeah. you know what I mean? And y'all got to put them chains on the tires, don't chains you? Chains on the tires, car battery blankets on the car so you can start the car up so your gasoline don't freeze. It's, it's crazy in Alaska. Now, yeah. you was there because of the military? Yeah, my mother was stationed at um, Fort Richardson, so we were there in Anchorage, Alaska. Okay, how long was you there? Because you said you graduated high school there. Did you start and finish there? Well, no, I went there mid-season or whatever else because I went, I split my high school. I was at um, East Lansing in Michigan, and then me and my brother got into it, and so I wound up moving to Alaska and finishing graduating there in Alaska. Okay. okay. So you said you and your brother got into it, so you obviously can remember that. At that point in time, was you thinking, like, what am I going to do? Like, Because you said you were scared to go. Yeah. You dreading this moment, but yeah. then you go and have a great time. I had a beautiful time. And end up being, like, like your name's still in the record books, I'd assume. Oh, well, you can look up the stats. You can see that I'm number four, and I was number four in the right. state there. Now, where was you at when you was in Lansing? Did you um, no, pursue so, that sport? Well, the thing about Lansing is, I was coming from North Carolina. I went to Holt County High School. So the thing about funny thing about high school sports in the north is once you transfer you got to sit a sport out yeah you, you know yeah. what i mean down I south that, yeah. they, 
they allow you to recruit down south and you can go to different places. So I wound up having to sit out missing football my senior year or whatever else. And then going to Alaska, I missed out on basketball because all the weather changed it. So I missed my whole senior year of sports. So I was only able to play. Um, do track okay, well, and it worked out for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, during high school, you also had a love for the dramatic arts. Like, how did you get yeah. into that? Um, man, I was acting a fool, bro. To be honest with you, so I was like, why not do a play? Did a play, had success at it. You know what I mean? Fell in love with it. You know what I mean? And there's something about theater because you get the feel off the audience. You get to be live right there with them or whatever else in those moments. I don't know, man. It just touches you. It's something different when you're able to connect. Well, no, we're going to come back to what I'm about to say because I actually love theater actors too because you can't mess up on film. You can cut, get it right. But me and my wife just had this discussion. Okay. We'll get back to it later. But I told her that I think that this is wildly overlooked, what I'm about to say, that I think if we pay attention, that Forrest Whitaker may be a better actor than Denzel Washington. Think about that. And then when Think we about it. We're gonna get that because anything we say, we have uh, factual to information up. to back it up. But so you got a love for the dramatic arts, and you also are army brat. Yeah. Is that what made you go to the army? Because as black man, yeah, we hear this, and this is actually wrong that a black man has no place in the army. We hear that a lot. Mm. Now this is why I say that's wrong, right? Okay. Because. If you're a black man and you go to the army, you're actually just gathering more survival skills to, to deal with whatever you go deal with. Just because you're in the army don't mean you can't come back and play basketball. Facts. That And then now you're used to traveling overseas and stuff like that. So people who listen to the show know that this is the honest to God truth. I was planning on being an international criminal. Okay. Part of me being an international criminal started with, started the, military. with the military. I okay. was going to go to the military, travel international, learn these languages, build mm-hmm. my connects and all of that. Yeah, that didn't happen because my favorite cousin introduced me to rap. But mm-hmm. that was my plan as a child. Like, right. if I, I'm going I'm to be a criminal. I know if I go to the military, it's going to train me to fight. It's going to put me in all these different conditions that I can survive. Yeah, so when I hear people, I used to feel like no black people shouldn't go to the army no black people shouldn't go to the army and feel like america loves them but the army Mm. is just a job so that's just like telling another black man you shouldn't work here because it's really just a job that's all it is right you are 100 percent right fam the army is like sweet and sour sauce it has its blessings and it has its curses at the end of the day you can't change being a black man in america so you're gonna find racism whether you're in the army or whether you're working at google it's just how you deal with it and how you overcome it you know what i mean right right and my brother-in-law just he just came back from basic training like yesterday okay you know what i'm saying but i i think and and then i also think that like brothers who go to the army or whatever if they come back to these neighborhoods and they grab these kids up and they teach these kids these skills and they Mm -hmm. teach these kids like this is how you protect the neighborhood Mm -hmm. because basically you was in the army how long were you in the army before you had the life-changing event that shaped what's becoming how people know you now like how long were you there i did 10 years in the army bro okay plan on retiring before the incident? I would have retired. Yeah. Yeah, I would have retired. See, because, like, okay, I got another cousin, uh, Rodney. Now, Rodney went to the military, and he wanted to play basketball, but, like, it was just a situation where he could play, but he couldn't dribble. And in the NBA, he how tall is he? He's probably, like, 6'4". He's probably, like, 6'4". So he, like, won state championships and everything, but yeah. we used to stress to him, if the you way don't the game learn how going. to dribble, right. you're not going to be able to do it because it's 6'7 point guards, right? Okay. You 6'4". 
If it's a six seven point guard, you have to know how to dribble. He didn't really hone that skill, so he ended okay. up going to the military. And one day he was this was like he went to Iraq and everything. But I was like, are you gonna retire from the military? He said, why would I? I said, why wouldn't you? Like mm. you you really went when you eighteen. You'll be thirty eight yeah. and can come home and, and do, do whatever. whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, with all like, the benefits. And right, everything. like you'll be thirty eight. You'll be years living old. your second life. Yeah. While everybody is still trying to grow. Get their first one. Popping. Pop yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, we keep talking about an incident. So, how was your time in the military up until then before we get into that? It was a journey, honestly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, my mother was there in the military as well. She did 24 years. And so, it was like, when I got caught with a girl in the house, she was like, either you're going to get out or you're going to do something with your life. Okay. And I was like, I'd rather go to the military then turn to the streets. Right. I, I, I was born, came from that, you know what I mean? Right. So I chose the military. I was actually playing sports. I played semi-pro football in the military. And the funny thing about it was um, I used to play flag football. Okay. Showing out, doing my thing, right? I got recruited to go to Mississippi State Valley. But that morning I signed a contract to go to Germany. Okay. And so the funny thing about the military is they won't let you out regardless to who recruits you if you sign the dotted line. Right, so if you wouldn't have signed that morning... Then I would have been able to go play football at Mississippi State Valley. Right. You know right. what I mean? So you got to look at people like Tim Duncan. Uh, they had the safety from the Detroit Lions was the first-round pick, but he had to fulfill the contract before he can go back to the NFL. Right. So the, what they did was they allowed me to play semi-pro football in Germany, but I wound up tearing my ACL in Germany when I was out there. Okay, yeah. okay. Now... Why you? Why? What was your mother's reaction to you actually wanting to go to the military since she had been in the military? Oh, she was proud of me. You know what I mean? She cried that day. She cried that day when I enlisted. It was funny because when I first enlisted, I went to the Air Force. Okay. Right? And I was going to do personnel in the Air Force. But the guy who was the recruiter, he tried to trick me. He was like, oh, Airman Martin, are you ready to be a parachute rigger? I said, what? Right, yeah. I was like, I was like, what do they do? What is what is required of a parachute rig? He's like, you got to be very detail oriented. You pack the shoes and whatever else, and people's lives are in your head. I was like, nah, bro, you don't, don't want me. You don't want me doing that. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people ain't gonna make it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And I was like, I thought we talked about personnel. He was like, yeah, you can do that in three years. I was like, oh no, nah, bro. For that, uh, that what's so funny about that is they do that to you, right? Yeah. So, in twelfth grade, it was this. It was a stu It was a teacher's aide named Mr. Wallace. Okay. He was a. Uh, he was a, a a Navy guy, and he came back, man, with all these stories about the Navy and all yeah. that. And in 12th grade, I was lost because my 12th grade life, I was grown in 12th grade. Home, house, all of that, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Because right. me and my brother been off the porch since we was 10 years old. So by the time we in 12th grade, I don't got friends in 12th grade. All my friends right, grown. Right. So he like, yo, take this test, and whatever you if you score high on this test, I, I never heard of the, uh, the ASVAB yeah, or whatever. I, I, yeah. I never heard of it or anything. Yeah. So he like, you take this test. Because I'm like, how you get in the military? You know what right. I'm saying? He like, right. oh, you just take this test, and then they'll tell you what job you want. You right. know what I'm saying? So I take the test. I don't study. I don't do nothing. I mm -hmm. take the test. I score super high. He's excited. So that's how I knew that I scored high. It was high. a big right. deal. Right? It was a big deal. So I'm like, he like, I got a Navy recruiter friend, man. You perfect for the Navy. But I can't swim. So. The recruiter came. We talking. We talking, man. And he showed me some stuff that made me uncomfortable. And then he was like, oh, yeah, because we all be on the boat for six, eight, six, months, six, at eight months at a time. And yeah. what he showed me, it wasn't a joke to me. I didn't take it as a joke. And this is the this is nine, this 2000. So he showed me some shit. And I'm like, that's not funny. You on the other side. Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so why would you show me that and then say we're going to be on a boat for months and shit together? I'm not with that. Right. And then he was like, well, blah, blah, blah. I said, you know what? I can't go to the Navy, bro. 
I can't swim. Yeah, and yeah. I, I said, I'm afraid of water. I yeah. never learn how to swim. You yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're going to throw you in that water. They're going to throw you in that water. Yeah. So, boom, you, you, your, your mom's crying. She's happy for you. Yeah. And you, you leading up to the event that we about to talk about. Okay. You in the military for ten years. You at this time you get married. Like you living the yeah. life, getting the ready. Military to, life. Yeah. Uh, is your wife in the military at the time? Yeah, she was in the military as well. I mean, I was doing my thing. You know what I mean. Everything was cool. Um, bruh, the funny thing about it is, bro, when you get in the military, they swear up and down that the military makes you more disciplined, and that's right. a lie. Right. You choose to be what you're gonna be. You know what I mean. Now right. they there are rules that they try to enforce. Some people follow, some people don't. But if you choose to better yourself, then it's a great opportunity for you to better yourself in right. certain ways. At this time, like how many how many different continents and stuff had you lived on? Because um, that's what's always exciting to me. I like the travel aspect okay. of it. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, let's keep it real. Like coming from where we come from in these neighborhoods, we come from. When else would you, if you're not oh, an right, entertainer, bro. like how, how else would you travel facts, abroad? Facts, facts. You know it it was I mean? beautiful, bro. Like that's 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 the my most favorite memory about the military. So I've been to Alaska. I was stationed in Germany. In Germany, you can get on the train, which is called the Bahnhof, two hundred dollars. I went to Paris, Spain, Italy. I um, got sent to Bosnia for a deployment. So going to all these different places or whatever else is beautiful because. Bro, we've been lied to about a lot of things. The, well, the number one thing that people need to understand that we've been lied to, and I don't know if you're a religious person or or you like Oh, yeah, I art, definitely believe in God. But when you get to these museums and stuff in Europe, you will see, like, they love black people oh, yeah. so much oh, yeah. that, like, the, the, the Pope might have on a ring with a, a black woman on it or something. And then in the, in the uh, museums, you will see all this art, and it's from black artists we never heard of. Mm -hmm. And, we, and we, we stuck in America. America thinking that they it's hate all us. black and white, and you know that's what, what like like people think that those those soldiers in England are guarding the queen. They're not guarding the queen. They're guarding the African art that's in the bottom, uh, in the basement of the mm. castles and stuff. That's what you know what I'm saying. That's what they're guarding. The queen is not the 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 power there. The African art is because Africans, the uh, math, science, everything that we use every day, this oh, comes yeah. from African concepts and all of that. So people like. Americans let America dictate. I mean, Americans let America tell them how the world feels about them, right. which is when it's not true. You know what I'm saying? So it's all a lie for it, sure. I mean, they make movies about it. I forgot about the what? What was the name of that movie? And um, took place in Germany where they tried to come over and steal all the artwork. I, for, I forgot. I forgot yeah, the that, title right, of it. That's but that's true, a real. Though. That's a real movie where people are actually trying to steal the artwork because the artwork is a reflection of the history, and he who controls that can control everything. You know they what I mean? They control the narrative exactly. Yeah. Just like. Uh, Nazis, right? Like uh, the swastika is from Africa. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Aryan is a real African tribe. It was an African tribe at one point. So it, it, it'd be funny to me to see like a white boy who in the Aryan nation running around with a swastika on and don't even understand that this is all you, you pumping up Africans. Like, mm. you know, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Concepts, right? Most people don't even know who the Moors are. So when yeah. they were talking about the indigenous people, they didn't even know. They weren't just talking about Indians. They, they were talking about us. But we got to educate ourselves. We got to read Definitely more. Definitely self-education. Right, right. Now, we keep speaking about an incident that actually shaped your life yeah. and turned it to a different level like let's let's walk through that so what actually ended up happening and this is what the book is based on because again like the book is is based on this incident and the things that took place out because you felt betrayed actually mm -hmm. right you felt betrayed so so let's talk about the incident and the level of betrayal that you felt from the gut from something that you basically pledged your life to yeah yeah 
All right, let, let's, let's do it like this. The flag, I got a question for y'all who's ever listening. Is the flag a lie? Because it claims to represent freedom, liberty, and justice for, for all. all. So that's the lie right there because it's not for it's all. Not for all. Oh. It's not for all. It's, it's, you, you know what I'm saying? Right. That, that whole statement or whatever else, you know what I mean? And so I challenge people when, when they think about that or whatever else, right? And so wh- I want to start it off like this. I never put my life on the line for a piece of cloth, which is the flag. Right. I put my life on the line for what it claims to represent. You see what I'm saying? Right. To protect my family's freedom. So we all can have liberty. You know what I mean? Right. So so that that's why I went to the military. You know what I'm saying? So when I got in the military, what happened was it was October 24th, um, 2005. I remember it was like it was yesterday. I was doing a uniform inspection for my soldier, PFC Carlisle. And where were you located at this time? I was located in Columbia, South Carolina. I was stationed at Fort Jackson. I was okay. working at the medic hospital there. So when I left, I might have lived maybe two to three miles right outside the base. Right. right. Which um, is probably common, right? Yeah. You know, they have uh, they have housing on post and then they have off post housing or whatever else. Right. So, so, so what, well, I asked you that because what I want you, what I'm trying to do is paint the picture is this is like a military town. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. So the police and everybody know that people probably in the military who live in this vicinity. Oh, yeah. OK. OK. Absolutely. Okay. Um, The funny thing about it. I'll hold that note. We'll get to that portion about the police officers later. Um, so I was coming home. Uh, I saw a police officer there in my neighborhood. Now, mind you, I'm cool with everybody in the neighborhood. I used to play semi-pro football for the Carolina Titans or whatever else. So, excuse me, semi-pro football for the Carolina Titans. I used to take all the kids to the games. They would hold the down markers. They would come to my house for, like, the holidays and have fun with me. I would take the kids outside, play with them. So all the neighbors knew me. You know what I'm saying? Right. 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 So I see this police officer in the neighborhood. He's driving in front of me. Now, apartments are shaped like, let's just say, rectangles or whatever else. And inside the rectangle or whatever else, you have the different divisions of the apartment complex. So as I'm following the officer, he's going towards you know my crib or whatever else. No big deal. I'm following behind him. So he hits the parking lot first. So when he goes around the rectangle, I enter it. So eventually we're going to come parallel. So I acknowledge him by nodding my head like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? No big deal. Uh, I park my car, which is right in front of me, and I get out my car. I start walking towards the door. I hear a car peel off. So I automatically, I'm going to turn around to see what's just going on. You know what I'm saying? Right, being, I just walked away. Yeah. Right, you know what I'm saying? One, being black, you know what I'm saying? We hear a noise, we see somebody run, we're ready to go too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But two, being in the military, you know what I'm saying? Your, your awareness is heightened because of the things that you're trained to do. You know what I mean? So I turn around or whatever else and I look and I see a police officer running towards me. Hey, you, hey, you, come here, come here. Who, me? He was like, yeah, you. He was like, I'm out here for a noise violation. <laughs> what? I was like, what? I was like, well, it couldn't have been me. I have a police officer that lives above me. And he was like, uh, well, give me your license and registration. And I was like, dude, if you would just calm down, you could see I'm a soldier and I just got back from Germany. And he was like, who you calling dude? I'm a Richland County officer of the law and you want to address me as that? Well, I was like, well, you address me by, hey, you, sir. He was like, well, that's because I don't know your name. Well, hell, I don't know your name either. Right, you right. know what I'm saying? So it's funny how God worked. God put people in places at the right time or whatever else. So the police officer's mother was actually in the window doing the neighborhood watch thing, watching while all this took place or whatever else. Cause her daughter was at work. So, uh, when I said that the neighbors start coming out, the guy takes me and he slams me to the ground. 
boom, boom, starts punching on me. I'm a cover up. You know what I'm saying? We've been in fights before. I'll cover up to protect myself or whatever else. So the police officer's mother runs downstairs to get my girl, excuse me, my wife, who was studying to be a nurse at the time or whatever else. So he's making all these racial remarks. And here's the beautiful thing about the book. I wanted it to be so clear that I put the police statement in it exactly verbatim of what he said. Yeah. Right. And then on top of that, I put in the internal affairs report, which we'll get to later on in the story. So people can see what he said happened and then what he admitted to what really happened in the internal affairs report. Right. Right. Okay. So he slams me on the ground. He's punching me. He's saying all these racial things or whatever else, uh, calling me and telling me I ain't nothing but another black statistic, how he's glad Johnny Cochran's dead. Welcome to the South boy. He maces me all type of crazy mess, punching me. Like, not like the level of hate. To, to first of all engage in any of that activity with you but what the fuck do Johnny Cochran <laughs> yeah, do you, you understand but, what I'm saying because I thought I was going to sue him you know right. what I'm because he know he like, wrong like, yeah, like yeah. Johnny Cochran like first of all that's a lawyer from California we're yeah. in South Carolina yeah. so like Johnny Cochran like that finishes the story that's just <laughs> crazy right that's just crazy yeah so he, he he's punching I mean he's making all these racial statements my wife comes out she panics she's like oh my god what are you doing I'm like babe stay calm I'm, I'm good I'm okay you know what I mean so when the officer has me on the ground uh, I have my face buried in one of my arms while he has the other one behind my back handcuffed he's like give me your arm I'm like nah I'm gonna protect myself you know what I mean so he takes out the can of mace and he uses a whole can of mace on me now the funny thing about mace is it only works if it gets in your pores or if you start scratching or if it gets in your eyes right so when I didn't react like the normal civilian would react because they don't know how to handle that situation he was like what are you on drugs now mind you this whole time while all this is happening I'm in my military uniform right and this is the same police officer who was coming around. Yeah, this is the same police so, officer that was like, in the So he know that whatever Even complaint, if it was a noise yeah, complaint. it wasn't you. How? I'm riding behind you, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. it, it didn't make sense. So what we really found out was he was out there for a white male flashing little kids. So how do you wind up messing with a black soldier? Right. You know what I'm saying? Talk about a noise complaint. Facts. Yeah. And so, and not only that, he has a history. He got, he called another uh, police officer a nigga when he was playing flag football. Uh, this is the same police officer that beat up the young lady at Spring Valley High School when she was sitting on her desk and he slams her on her head. And yeah, that's her what I was talking. So that's the same officer. If same you didn't officer. know, I don't know yeah. if I told you that. Yeah. You remember what that that what that was? 2015. When that that, that big controversy. Yeah. Same yeah. police officer. This is yeah. the same same same. Why cop. is he even still? doing anything around anybody right. well, the reason why that happened was well because what he did to me and what him and his partner did to my wife they took him off the road and then they put him in the school right rumor has it that he did it to three different children his nickname was officer slam and that's how they knew to have the camera ready when he came in Kevin Hart voice it's about to go down you yeah. know what I'm saying right right, right, right. so um, back to the story or whatever else so um, after he maces me the neighbors and them they're all coming out they're watching what's going oh, on this is pre-sale phone video ain't yeah. it me? Yeah. yeah, so we didn't have videos. It was all picture, picture, picture type yeah. thing, whatever, because I was 2005. So um, he panics. He gets on the radio. Uh, he, I don't know what the police code is. I think it's like a 1033 or whatever else. It was like 1033 officer in distress, quail run apartments. So you would have thought I was a terrorist or something, bro. They had like several police officers jumping curbs and everything else. And he was like, get her black. I don't want to cuss on the radio. It would be disrespectful to your channel. He was like, get her black. Hey, she has pictures and videos of me so before the officer assesses the scene he runs up on my wife he slams her in her car he puts her in a full nelson he then handcuffs her now she's detained right 
After she's detained, he picks her up by the back of her arms and body slams her into the ground face first, like it's the oh. WWF or something like that, right? So I'm screaming out, crying or whatever else, like, babe, God gonna protect us. We gonna be all right. We gonna be good or whatever else. The neighbors are like, what are you doing? They haven't done anything wrong. He gets up. If you don't get your black back, you can go to jail with them or whatever else. You know what I mean? So she falls back or whatever else. Uh, they call EMS to the scene because he used mace on me falling protocol uh when the black female comes home which is my neighbor or whatever else she's looking like what in the world is going on and this is the police officer, on, right? yeah now she's in the same police department everything she just happens to be a black female and they treated her as if she wasn't even a cop bro you know what i'm saying so they all know her when yeah, she pull up of course yeah, yeah yeah so so when anytime a female is being searched and there's a female officer on the scene they're supposed to do it. they're supposed to do it man i had three different males uh I felt like they were sexually harassing her because when you post the searcher, you're supposed to use the back, back of, of your, your hands, hands yeah. so you don't feel like as if you're groping on the woman's body. Bro, they used the front of the hands, all of that. You know what I mean? It was just mad disrespectful. So then uh, I asked the officer, yo, can you get the cell phone? Because it has evidence of what's going on. So the officer comes over to me and is like, well, if you delete all the pictures, I'll give you the phone back. Hell no, that's our evidence. Why that's would I do that? That's what I need. He was like, whatever. It ain't going to help your black ass anyway. You know what I mean? So he winds up taking the phone and turning it into evidence. Now, what they did was they wind up deleting certain pictures to try to frame it to two pictures left to make it seem as if he was doing the right thing in the arrest or whatever else. Now, the funny thing is they had body cams. They had cop cams. Out of all these cars, none of the cameras worked. Right, right. Out of all the body cams, no, no camera worked. How? How? You know what I'm saying? So when EMS came or whatever else, we told them we didn't want no medical stuff because we wanted to get it all documented or whatever else. So as they're putting us in the back of the paddy wagon or whatever else, the officer's like, yo, we're going to take you to the hotel. I was like, what'd you say to her? You heard me or whatever else. You know what I mean? So they put my wife behind me or whatever else. So she was nervous. The officer who was driving the paddy wagon heard it comment too. So he wound up writing a statement for us, which wound up being a blessing. Bro, like, as a man... There's nothing worse than watching your queen be beat up and brutalized in front of you. Right. And you're helpless and there's nothing you can do. Right. Touch me, but just don't touch her. You know what I'm saying? Because if you really look at it, to be honest, man, black women have it so hard in America already. You know what I mean? And so there was nothing I could do to protect her in that situation. Bro, I felt helpless. Like, I'm like, man, is this what slavery really felt like? Right, right, and right. Is this what I'm putting my life on the line for my country for, bro? Like, she had just got back from Iraq. Oh, you know so she had come from the military yeah, also? Yes, yeah, she was in the military. She had just got out to become a nurse. So she just got back from deployment. She went to Iraq and Afghanistan. You know what I'm saying? When I was in Germany, because we were both in Germany together. Okay. Um, she was in the 212 mass. So she went to Iraq and Afghanistan. I went to Bosnia. She had just got out the military for us to protect our country to come back to this ridiculous bro we was wrongfully facing 10 years in jail for the color of our skin yeah you know what i mean so they take us downtown uh it was crazy because somebody was there was like dang they if, if this can happen to a soldier we know we don't stand no chance you know what i'm saying right and, and so uh we got the phone call we got fingerprinted mug shots all that whatever else we wind up getting out on bond in the morning i wind up going back to the uh police station excuse me i wind up going back to um moncrief hospital Okay. So that way we can get everything medically documented. Get everything documented. Uh, first Sergeant Peterman was in charge or whatever else. So he was like, Sergeant Martin, you just you you done won the board. Uh, you, you, you've won uh, Soldier of the Month. Uh, you've won all the Commander Cup trophies for sports for me. I know you didn't do nothing. We down south. There's a certain type of energy or vibe down south. You know what I mean? Right. Where the slavery 
bro, people walk with their heads down still. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. It's, it's just that the mentality is yeah. still strong. Yeah. Because it's still reminders. It's still, yeah. 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 You, 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 know, you see what I'm saying? And the fact that police officers, I'm not saying, first of all, let me be clear. I'm not saying all cops are bad. Right. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, but there's a difference between being a cop and a bully. You feel me? Right. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not, as a soldier, when we go to war, we have rules of engagements. Right. And if we don't and, follow... And, and I'm happy you said that because I think people don't understand that war that, is a, uh, yeah. that it's rules of engagement. Like, you... Tell them what it what it means because you are, you a soldier. But right. just to kind of explain to them what it means well, at the end versus what these cops out here will do that wouldn't be allowed in a, in a war. Okay, so the, they, they have this thing called the Geneva Convention Code that you have to follow. And if you don't follow it, if you shoot a kid without permission, if you're pulling the trigger, if you're not following this rule, you can be considered a terrorist, bro, if you don't follow it. The difference is, is we get trained for that, right? Yeah. Right. So what's the difference between our training and then a police officer's training where they don't have to follow protocol where it's on camera and it's being documented that they're done wrong, bro? Like there's a quote in the book and I was like, it's amazing that two people in the same state can do the same crime, but one person can get out of that crime because of the color of their skin is their VIP pass to freedom. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it, it is different. And for us not to acknowledge that it's different, then we'll never be able to solve the problem. You know what I mean? And I think that's, that's, that's the real issue, right? So people be like, oh, I'm not racist. I got black friends, but you're not acknowledging what come with being black or not what come with being black, what come with being white. It's just certain stuff you go get away with. Yeah. Right? Nice. If two people speed and then one black, one white, we get, they going after us. It don't matter because what people need to realize is for the most part, this land we stand on since it's been called America. Yeah. We have never been free. Right. Yeah, it was people here before us, but this wasn't America before right. us. So blacks have never been free in America. Yeah. And they show and prove it time every after day. time yeah, yeah. every time yeah. with you, with me. So everywhere. with everybody. So let's get into the part where you feel like the United States government who you served and all of that, you felt like they well, it's not even a feeling. They turned their back on So they say you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Man, that's a lie. A thousand percent. A hundred percent. It's a lie, bro. So, bro, while I was at work, I basically became the Rodney King of the hospital. Yeah. So my first sergeant who took care of me, who knew I didn't, any, didn't do anything wrong and I was never found guilty on anything, he winds up PCS into a new duty station. So what do that mean, PCS? Um, that means he wind up getting assigned to okay. a different place, a different unit somewhere else okay. in a different Basically, state. Basically, he can't do nothing about that. They so say, they, hey, so they got rid of him. Go right. there. Well, no, no, no. It was just his turn to Okay, okay. So it, it, it just so happened that he left in the middle. Right. Of, and so the new first But sergeant, he was your ally. Right. So him leaving really hurt. Right. Re yeah. Man, tremendously. So when the new first sergeant came in, it happened to be a white woman. You, you see what I'm saying? I, how can I put this? Sometimes in a situation where it's a male-dominated organization when a woman comes into power they feel like they have to prove themselves yeah. to well, be able to play with the big boys everybody know that white women are the reason for everything that happens in the world like yeah. it, if a, straight up like it, oh, white, we always say that yeah white yeah. women are the reason anything is going to happen to you bad that that's that's who called the shots because yeah. the world protects white women if right now if we leave this studio and a white woman say one of us did something to her that's law they oh, gonna believe done. it off the rip so now you got a white woman in charge of something she knows nothing about because she yeah, wasn't there she wasn't to speak there at on all. it she don't know you that no. how decorated you are yeah. or, how, or how just who you are as a, as a person right and now this is the person in charge of 
the investigation, so to speak? Well, so she became the first sergeant of the unit. So when you're the first sergeant, that means you're in charge of all the soldiers. Okay. So when she found out what happened to me or whatever else, I basically became guilty. Yeah. I got an Article 15, which is like a counseling statement, which where they can take your money. It's like being in high school and they give you detention and then you get punished or something yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? So they 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 took they cut my pay. So wait a minute, she just came in off rip and started oh, doing this rip. stuff. I got I wound up getting flagged. Uh, Article 15. Now, what, when you say flagged, what does that mean? Uh, that basically means. You can't get promoted. Okay. You can't make no. You can't go no higher. You okay. can't. You have no you, more privileges. This shit right here. Yeah. All your privileges are revoked or yeah. whatever else. And I'm like, I haven't done anything wrong. I'm not even guilty. What are you talking about? Yeah. So the sergeant major happened to be a black female. She was like, Yo, you ain't nothing but a hood rat. I was like, Excuse me, who you talking to? Well, people think I'm a B, so I must be a B. I was like, Well, if that's how you feel about yourself, cool. But you ain't gonna, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. You, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna speak that over my life or whatever else. So uh, uh, after getting blackballed, I wind up getting kicked out the hospital, bro. You know what I mean? And so they put me in the SRP where I was just doing med pros, just sitting. You know what I mean? Waiting to go to court. Civilian court or a civil, court. civilian court because right. it happened off post. The army wouldn't even help me. The army blackballed me. The, the crazy thing about it, there's a guy I cannot think of his name right now. He just got done. Captain Dan, his name was Dan Johnson. Yeah. You can Google him. So this guy was um, over the military. Um, I forgot his job title in the military. And he was also over the police department. He had a role in the police department, right? He just got done coming down on like 51 counts of, uh, what's it called? Starts with a P. Can't think of it. Uh, it is not perjury? Might be perjury. 51 counts, whatever. Yeah. He just wound up going to jail. He yeah. just got Dan done. Johnson. Getting, Dan Johnson. He just yeah. got wound up getting locked up or whatever else in South Carolina, yes. right? So uh, this guy was over my case or yeah. whatever else for the military side and for the civilian side. Well, you ain't know that what I mean? a conflict of interest? Is it? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go even deeper no, on that. No, because we just stating all the obvious. Oh, like, yeah. You know, you know what I'm yeah, we just state the obvious. So, so, so it takes me four years to go to court, right? I reach out to the NAACP. I ask for help. Now, I'm not talking about the overall NAACP. I'm just talking about a branch of the NAACP. Because sometimes you can have a tree, but just because you're a branch of that tree don't mean you follow the roots. You know what I mean? So when I asked for help, they said, how much money are you donating? I said, what? Wait, I just got beat up by the police wrongfully. I'm wrongfully facing 10 years in jail. And you want to know how much money I'm donating? I'm cool. I mean, well, you know that the NAACP is an organization that was started by white Jewish men. So, like... You know. How is it really the is is want the advancement of colored people, but but that's something. But that's yeah. what it's rooted in. Yeah. So of course they go ask you. Well, what you go do? because we got to make this into something that makes Benefits, us look good. Yeah. Right. What, us. We don't benefit from helping black people. Like we benefit from money. Bruh. <laughs> I went to I went yeah. to the Rainbow Push. I went to the ACLU. All um, these things that you like or subconsciously think should help yeah. in this situation yeah. when you get the name in these organizations because that's what people think like I, the first time something happened to you that's racially motivated depending on what age your parents is that's the first thing you're say we got to go to the NAACP right. about this because we got to alert them that this is happening you know what I you mean you only know what's advertised to you or what you go do the research for yourself for right. so right. I'm young I'm dumb I don't know bro you know what I'm saying I'm just following what I thought was the right thing so I'm right. reaching out to all these people so I wind up reaching out to the congressman in Alaska because the army tried to send me to Korea illegally and I could prove it, yeah. right? So let's fast forward. We finally get to court. We're found not guilty on all charges. The officers lied so bad that uh, what is it? What is it called? Oh, when you run, you understand if you can 
per, what is it called? That's when you lie on the stand. It's perjury. Well, perjury, yeah. yeah. So he almost, she's, the judge basically told him to shut up before he commits perjury on the stand or whatever else, yeah. right? So we're found not guilty on all charges. Not guilty on all charges. So that means we got a lawsuit coming. Right. Okay. So now, now we, let me ask you this. How did this affect you and your wife's relationship? Oh, it destroyed it. Right, right. A hundred percent destroyed Are you still married to this day? No. Oh, okay. No, so, no. This, so that's like yeah, your destroyed first it. One. We, yeah. we 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 wind up going our separate ways or whatever. Else. So that was destroyed because she felt like I couldn't protect her. My mom had paid all this money to get us both out of jail. She was like, "Yo, hey." That's all I had. Can y'all bless me? But her mom, her family money was tight. So then people arguing over money. Yeah, you, you know, it's how, just destroying the family. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it it was hard for us to try to find each other in the midst of all this chaos, bro. We we like 22 or whatever. Right, right, y'all kids. Yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. know nothing. We facing 10 years in jail and we scared. You know what I'm saying? And y'all are military soldiers. Y'all like, like yeah. Like, it's, it's it's a lot. That's why I asked because that could either pull y'all super close together or push y'all super far yeah. apart and it's a shame that that had to happen like that so y'all figure y'all got the lawsuit coming and all of this okay so this is gonna blow y'all mind right so the lawsuit was supposed to come the lawsuit's coming when she went to court i wasn't even allowed to be a part of her court case now how is it that she came out to defend me but i can't be a part of her court case when it went down so i showed up to court anyway right yeah as you should the judge on now this is on record admitted to knowing the head juror the judge ain't supposed to know when no one in the jury pool. No. not yet the head juror his dad helped build the courthouse oh these are southern white politics this is this is oh, this is yeah. this is it was this is this is south as it gets this yeah, is I, this, this is actually their american dream oh yeah <laughs> this it was, is it i was yeah. gonna say how big is this town that, that this could even happen bruh you know what i'm saying how, how big is the town that the head jurors father built the courthouse and they're known to the judge and he admits it on trial on record, on record. You, you see what i'm saying so it was game over before it started she lost her court case because they said she was too close when she took the pictures now this is back in the day on the flip phone you're not finna get two grown men laying on the ground if you're that close you know what i'm saying it's not like we got the cameras that we but have what now. Is, how is because her be because they say you're supposed to be what a, 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 a certain feet distance oh. but that's just for that reason it, it, yeah, it, yeah. it was fake yeah. well this is just america being america to black people that's right that, that's what this is this is southern america be this is to remind you what this Confederate flag is about in South Carolina. Because yeah, some of these, you ever been to South Carolina? No, I've been to South Carolina, Myrtle Beach. They still riding around big pickup trucks. Oh, yeah. yeah, no yeah. shame. And you know what though? I don't have a problem with racism, and this is why. Because I feel like you should be able to believe whatever you want to believe, okay. and I shouldn't be able to. You shouldn't force your beliefs on me like I shouldn't force them on you. But right. like a lot of people are racist in the South or whatever because they don't have interaction with different people. Mm -hmm. that, like that cop's only interaction with you, I mean with black people, really may have been in that small town where he was already taught to hate like small town politics. Yeah. That cop's dad probably arrested the other black guys that like it's, it's, it's a, and you knew and you a city slicker. Yeah. You're not, you, you, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't have a problem with racism because it's just people's being miseducated. And you can believe whatever you want to believe. You're not wrong for that. Mm. But when it gets to a point of systematic racism, that's different. Okay. Because if the judge knows the head juror yeah. and the head juror dad built a courthouse, yeah. they, hey, this, they, they done did this. They, they done worked they, that they, thing they done did this a million before times. we already they, went to they trial. They ancestors done hung other black, like this. That's in the system. Right. That, you know what I'm saying? That's 
it don't get no worse than that. Right. But if you a white guy and you feel like you don't like black people, more power to you. If you black and you don't feel like you like white people, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But, but that but that all actually go back to what you stated earlier about travel. Travel. Yeah. The world is big but it's smaller than we think mm -hmm. you understand what i'm saying and people don't realize that right because i guarantee you that poor whites and poor blacks want the same thing for their life they just want to be able to take care of each other i mean take care of their family live a good life whatever that means Bro, when you travel that's the secret that you find out exactly what you just described that ain't just black and white that's across the board all around the world bro. right Everybody just wants an opportunity of success. Right. But the powers that be feel as if there's not enough room at the top for everyone to be that. And that's not the truth. But let's talk about yeah. success because you start having some success. So you wrote the book. Yeah. Great book. You write the book. And I, I, I didn't start reading it all because I didn't. I, um, I'm, I was writing my book, so I didn't no, want to no, read. Good, you know what I'm saying? So you wrote the book. Yeah. After the book, you actually enrolled in acting school. Mm -hmm. And through acting school, you actually landed some big roles. So you was on Wise with Knives yeah. at one point. How, yeah. Let's talk about landing that role. How, how did you feel when they called you and told you, like, okay, you got this? Okay. <laughs> uh, before, I, before I jump there, I just want to say this thing, right, so people understand. She went to court. When it was my turn to go to court, my lawyer told me, hey, I'll represent you for free in the civil suit Yeah. if you sign this document. I'm like, well, what's this? He's like, if you drop the assault charges, we can get them for everything else. We can get them for slander. We can get them for ruining your military career, your divorce, and da da this. And this is how you play ball. I'm like, it don't make no sense. Why do I have to drop the fact that they beat me up, bro? Right. That's, I don't that's, that's the that. basis of the, yeah. for the for the civil suit is that. Right. But like, when you don't know, and yeah. they try to put you in a pressure box or whatever else. So this is why I never went to court. So I signed the paperwork. Yeah. Not knowing what I'm signing because of how he said it's going to represent us. Because one, my mom just went broke trying to get yeah, us out of the criminal case. Right. And so then he turns around and charges us twenty thousand dollars to represent us in the civil suit. So I've never been to court for what happened to me for my civil suit to this day to this day. So what happened was we re, uh, we went to the circuit court. I think it's the fourth circuit court. Yeah. Right. And then we appealed to the United States Supreme Court. The funny thing about the United States Supreme Court is they try cases when they want to try cases. Yeah, and they only do, they don't do a lot a year. Bro, that's where my case is sitting. Yeah. Now, what, what makes this even a bigger picture is you have someone like Colin Kaepernick, right? Yeah. Colin Kaepernick takes a knee uh, for equality, and he gets blackballed, and he gets kicked out of the NFL and all these different things, right? Then what people did was, well, white folks, they changed the narrative. They said, oh, you disrespect the military. How, when I was a military soldier and the same thing happened to me? Right. How, when the other soldier wind up getting shot? So you can't say that when it's happening to soldiers. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, if America admits that, then that means Colin Wright. Right. So you can't you can't let me go to court. You can't say this guy is right. This actually can't get on the national level. This should have been on the national level. Especially with that police officer. Exactly. Up, because... That your case is actually what got him off the street, right? So, yeah, so exactly. So when they look into him and they figure out how how did he end up doing this? How did he end up in the classroom anyway? It was your case that took him off 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 the uh, street, right? You know what I'm saying? That so, situation would have never happened at that school if my situation didn't happen first, right? Exactly. So, so I, I my how do you tell America that? 
we beating up soldiers who are protecting this country. And their wives. Here's the thing. And their wives. And, and, here, and here's, here's what's even crazier. Even the most racist person respect the flag. Right. So now if this narrative ever comes out, then what truth do we tell America then? Right. Where exactly. do we go from there, you know? Right. So after that, I wind up um, moving to California. Um, I wind up going to John Casablanca for acting school. I booked a Bank of America commercial. I wind up being a principal, and I wind up doing the voiceover for it. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> when you went in, was did you know you were going to do the voiceover? No, I didn't. I didn't know anything. So I, I actually drove from South Carolina to California, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And when uh, on that journey, it was like, your truck will never make it. You ain't going to never this nobody knows you it'll never happen but if you listen to what everybody else say you yeah. can never get what god got for you you right, know what i'm saying right. so, before you ask so during that trip not even just during that trip during this that whole process where were you at mentally oh bro i was so messed up in the head bro yeah I'm going to tell y'all, like, I, I wound up, my mom wound up taking me to this place called CEO Space. I'm so glad you just did that, bro. And I met this lady, her white lady, her name was Myrna Witt. Okay. Her nickname was Goddess Lahati. Put on your seatbelt, bro. Because sometimes, you know, white folks do do some weird things like touch black women hair or whatever it's like that. Yeah. So the woman walks over to me, she touches me on my stomach. Mm. I said, what? She touches me on my forehead. I said, what the hell is she, what's she doing, bro? Yeah. She says, ooh, baby, you got to give birth to that. I said, excuse me, miss? She says, you must not know who you are yet, do you? I said, ma'am, I don't know what you're talking about. She says, I'm not trying to be racist, but you look like you play sports. You like basketball? I said, yes, ma'am. She says, well, who your favorite basketball player? <laughs> Kobe Bryant. 81 points, five championships. Laura Marion High School, he scored 63 against Dallas in three quarters. She's like, oh, you know a lot about Kobe. Now, what's your stats? Yeah. I said, what? She said, oh, no, you heard me. So you're going to tell me you're going to waste the gift that God gave you, worried about how somebody else living their life, but you don't know how you're supposed to be living your life? Yeah. Bro, it messed me up. She said, baby, look around. She said, what you see? I see a computer. I see shoes. I see Nike. I see Jordans. I see army pants. She says, everything you see is somebody else's dream. Yeah. If you're always participating in everyone else's dream, who participating in your dream? Yeah. I said, in my mind, I'm like, who are you? Right? Yeah. She says, let me tell you something. There's no difference in a plantation and business. Yeah. I said, what are you talking? What are you saying? She said, on a plantation, you have a slave. And then you have a slave driver and then you have massa. Well, in business, you have a worker B CEO. You have a worker B manager and a CEO. The structure is the same. She says, you just have to understand the evolution of slavery. So she said, let me ask you a question. Which plantation is you working for? Is it Google or McDonald's? Yeah. She says, isn't it amazing that you can be more disciplined to go do a job for someone else than for you to come up with your own idea to put the work in for that to become the reality? Yeah. I said, man, it just started blowing my mind, bro, of the conversation that she started having with me because I had to do a self-check about who you were. Who am I? You, yeah, 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 yeah. So is that when you decided to go act? That's when I decided to go act. I did that, bro. And um, these just things just started happening, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so God opened up some doors. Uh, I did the Wise with Knives, Jones. And then so my friends and them were like, yo, let's go to San Diego. Uh, they're having some auditions out there. So I met Mr. Mosley. Okay. So he, he used to do the TV show, My Sweet Life of Zach and Kobe. Yeah. So I go there and I, this big old line, I'm like, yo, how can I stand out? They gave us some commercials and I picked up a Pepsi commercial. So I'm like, all right, bet, got, got something. So I ran to the store and I went and bought a Pepsi. I ran back, got my spot in line or whatever else because I had someone hold it. He was like, come on in. How you doing, Mr. Moses? Nice to meet you. I'm a fan. You know what I mean? He was like, cool. So I had on my all white. I'm thinking I'm looking fly and everything or what else. So I do the commercial. And I was like, what makes you cool? It's your attitude. I take off my motorcycle jacket. It's not your haircut. Take off my hat, set it down. It's not what you wear. It's not what you drink. And I pull out the Pepsi and I open it and it explodes all over me. Yeah. 
on accident, but I stayed in character. I was like, I guess I was just happy to see you. He was like, oh, that's funny. That's yeah. funny. He's like, bro, look, the fact that I know that was an accident, the fact that you were calm and you went through your beats, whatever, he was like, you need to move to LA ASAP. Yeah. So you, I came. We need people like you. You know here. what I'm saying? So I came down here, moved to LA or whatever else, bro. Let me tell you, my hustle is real. I sent out 100 headshots. People were like, how you get an agent so fast? Because I sent out 100 headshots. Somebody, Somebody got to say it. yes yeah, eventually. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the law of average is going to have 10 people call you back. Somebody, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And out of those 10, you go get a good one. And then not only that, I did security. You know what I'm saying? So I'm working on the lots. So now I'm on the lots where the actors are acting. And I'm looking at them, walk, watching how their body language is, watching what they're doing. I'm over here trying to steal gems or whatever else. I'm doing extra work. Now, you, you asked about the Denzel. So I was on set with Denzel, right? Yeah. And I was like, man, let me look at this dude right here, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just Denzel, I'm on set with him or whatever else, right? When I tell you this, man... He's just not a great actor. He's a machine. Yeah. He was doing the movie Roman, Roman J. Israel. The scene when he was like, God, God, come in here, God, whatever yeah. else. This man had a script. He read a script. He stood up. He met, he said a script to himself. He's like, I'm ready to go. Went in and did it. Came back down, sat down, didn't speak to nobody. He read a script, said a script, and went back in. He did this 30 times in a row without breaking character, without speaking to anyone or whatever else. And at the end of the day, he came and spoke to us. And he says, y'all know what I did that? He said, because it's muscle memory. That's why it looks so good on camera, because once you believe and you have a subtext behind it and you understand what you're doing, you just go into autopilot yeah. and it becomes real. And I was like, man, what am I doing? I'm sitting here laughing, lollygagging, joking and smoking while I'm on set. And then when I start looking around, seeing everybody on set with Denzel. Oh, bro, I need to change my attitude. Yeah. He was like, steal from everybody. There, There is no top because you have to continue to continue to work to be where you're supposed to be. Because once you get a status, everybody expects you to continue at that peak. Right. So the hustle never stops. So I went from security. I went from extra work. I went from standing to booking ballers, bro. Yeah. So I was doing security at Fox Studios. Yeah. They booked ballers at Fox Studios. So the same people that was the security guard when I was a security guard was the same ones there when they saw me walking into my trailer. Yeah. Now, I wasn't acting like I was all of that. I was just like, baby, you can do it, too. You seen me. We was here we together. Was right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was just standing right yeah. next to you. Yeah. Right. The only right. difference is, is I said I can. Now, talk about ballers because... That that used to be my shit. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like that was a great depiction yeah. of behind the scenes and life of NFL players. Yeah. And you actually worked with Denzel's son yeah. if you worked on Ballers. Yeah. So talk about that experience a little bit. First of all, man, it was... I'll tell you about the audition. <laughs> I went to go audition for Ballers or whatever else, and I had a scene where I was supposed to be talking to a chick. Yeah. So in the audition, she was like, I need you to rap for me. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I go in, I'm spitting bars or whatever. So I had to spit bars or whatever. So I'm rapping or whatever else. And then I did the scene. On set, I was like, bro, I ain't no rapper. Why they got me rapping? She confused rapping, like real rapping, with like talking to a chick, like you rapping to a chick. You know what I'm saying? So right, I, right. I get on set. Man, I ain't spitting no bars at all. I'm over here <laughs> thinking like I'm flirting with a chick. And then I do my scene or whatever else. Bro, the reason why Ballers is such a success is when you have a whole bunch of professionals loving what they do. Yeah. And they do it at a professional level and a respectful level. That, it has no choice but to be successful. It looked like people having a ball on man, the set. At, man, you know what I'm saying? my boy Chris Lofton, Kassan, he played Kassan Teague or whatever else. He's the guy I wind up shooting on the show, bro. I would work with that man any day. Humble, super talented. Everybody, Mr. Director, Rob Wise, they blessed me. I wind up having a book signer on Ballers, bro. When they found out um, it was me and I've been through that whole situation, season four, episode 10, they have like a Colin Kaepernick situation where everyone talks about the political right for athletes to be able to speak up. Okay. So when they found out who I was, I got to go over to the creator of Ballers and just tell him thank you. And I was like, bro, thank you for telling the truth because I didn't think nobody wanted to hear what I had to say. But Ballers was always one of the best shows on HBO, on, oh, yeah. on HBO already. You didn't have to 
tackle that topic. Right. You didn't right. have to say nothing, but the fact that you were willing to for everyone to see the truth and how because it is. Because they had like a crazy following too. Crazy following. Right. I was like, bro, I'm so humbly grateful. I wound up doing a book signing on Ballers, man, passing out books, bro. Just yeah. Now, so what's next? I know you uh, you uh, you trying to you are you yeah. are in the process of yeah. uh, directing yeah. a short film. Yeah. And so what's next? What's 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 going on with that? Man, so check this out, bro. I ain't supposed to be here, right? Because I see all these other people who lost their life. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, why you spare me, God? So I, I struggle with that. You know what I'm saying? Every time Kinda I see like a, a death, survivor's remorse. remorse. Yeah, facts. So I'm like, my job is to tell everyone else a story. They always say the richest place is the graveyard. So I'm working on my own production company called Look in the Mirror Productions because I just want people to be able to look in the mirror. You can't change nobody, but they can change themselves if they're willing to take a look in the mirror or whatever else. So I did my first short. I went to New York Film Academy. I did my first short. It was called The Evolution of Slavery. Shout out to Jeff Acoff. Um, he played Tupac in the Death Row Chronicles. He was my lead, Chanel, and everyone else who was in that film. We wind up winning the e International Equality Film Festival for that one. Okay. Congratulations. So, yeah, Congratulations, appreciate it. definitely. And now I'm actually finna shoot chapter four of the book. I okay. turned it into a movie. So it's based off a true story. You okay. know what I'm saying? So that's that's the next goal to be able to take the viral video, the book, the short to pitch for a feature film, man. Okay. So yeah. that's the goal of feature film. Oh yeah. Feature film. Yeah. yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope. Um if people want to get at you, how would they be able to get at you? Uh you could check me out on my Instagram, which is King Jaquel Martin. That's K I N G J A Q U E L L. Martin, uh, or you can cop my book, my phone number in the book. You know what I mean? I'm reachable, bro. Where like, they find where the book? Find a book? You can find the book on Amazon. It's fifteen dollars, or it's nine dollars on Kindle. Uh, I'm looking for speaking engagements. I'm raising money for the movie, and I just want to be a blessing to the future, bro. Okay, so I want to know before we get out of here: Were you ever to find love again? Uh, I'm in love right now. You know what I mean? And um, God has a he puts people in your life for the right time and for the right reasons. You right. know what I'm saying? So I'm just moving forward and she's definitely been a blessing. She's actually the reason why I could did the book. You know what I mean? Okay. Something that, you know how you be like, yo, I'm going to do it, but yeah. you'll never do it yeah. until you get the right person to put their foot in your butt and well, then we you don't finally do it. We do everything we say we go do. <laughs> oh, my bad. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, that, that motivated me. Now, now yeah. I'm on it because I didn't think nobody wanted to hear it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? From well, that actually, perspective. Actually, I'm happy she inspired you to do yeah. that. We don't use motivate. And I'm going to tell you why. We just When we hear the word motivate is because if somebody got a motive, Right, so say you was motivated by my Rolex. You mm -hmm. like the way it look and how it shine off for me. Yeah. You would do something to me for that Rolex. Mm. But if you were inspired because you like watches, Respect. you will go get your own watch. So mm. we happy she inspired you to Facts. do that. Right. Because and, and every time we hear somebody say motivate. No, no, I need that. Thank yeah. you for that blessing yeah. and yeah. that correction, yeah. bro. You feel yeah. me? It's not even a correction because it's just yeah. like yeah. Not, yeah. Knowing. It's we, not knowing. So, I can't yeah. not know something and not, not give it to you. In yeah. my blind spot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and another way to put it is you've never heard inspiration or inspired used in a negative content you mm -hmm. never heard somebody say he got ulterior inspiration yeah yeah yeah. you, facts, you, you facts, feel facts, what i'm facts, saying facts. so 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 just in that mind state of you is no negative way to use inspire is yeah. no way to look at inspire and not be inspired by yeah. it so we was happy that you was able to find love and she was able to inspire yeah. you to get on that now uh we had people in here when you got here. Uh, Ace, he's an actor. You should really check him out. Oh, like, done deal. He, like, he's from, he's from Michigan. He's from Michigan too. And when you see him, when you was like, okay, oh, I can see that. Yeah, like, facts. Like, you know what I'm saying. Facts. So, and then uh, Kato, he he's somebody out here. Yeah. He do uh, acting and comedic work and stuff like that. And then we gonna introduce you to Steel too because okay. you said your homeboy was in the Death Row Chronicles. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And he got a he behind the scenes. He, this guy is somebody that you should know because okay. that's what we do at the Connected Experience. Like, I appreciate Ebony. It. 
is a dear Ebony is a sister to me. I, mm-hmm. I'm with her more than I went any other woman in my life because yeah. we work 12 hour shifts together. You right, know what I'm right, saying? Right. And that's like a sister. So when she told me about you, I said, no doubt I have him on the show. Yeah. Because and he, you, call, he called me and tell me, told yeah, me immediately. I, I said to her, if you think I should have him on the show, he good is on the show. Yeah. And then I reached out to you and we've been going back and forth. And I, and I, every time I see you do something, I tell my brother like, bro, this who we talking to when we go to LA, this yeah. who we talking to when we go to LA. And the only thing that would have stopped it is, time yeah if the time wasn't right so it's a pleasure to even finally meet you bro yeah, so family introduce myself because i'm man. sj sj aj you know what i'm saying yeah. and it's a pleasure I'm to AJ. actually meet you you know what i'm saying yeah. so you told people where to get at you yo get the book hit 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 the is it only amazon is it available anywhere else right is now it? it's only on amazon i do plan on doing the ebook or whatever else i'm um, doing the voiceover and acting it all out i'll have the movie but i just want to leave y'all with this since we use the word inspire if you died today would you get an A-plus on life's report card? If not, and you're blessed to see tomorrow, you better live like it's extra credit because tomorrow's not promised, man. Man, we appreciate that's a heavy that. game, and we appreciate, we appreciate that. that. If they want to get at you, bro. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at TCEpod, at TCEpod. If you want to be a part of the show, have us on your show, advertise, or just tell us how much you like this episode and further and future episodes and past episodes, PR at TCOHH.org. And that is actually the same email address that you could use to book me as the award-winning best-selling Correct. author that I mm-hmm. am Correct. because uh 3320 the urban fantasy world will change with the release of animal instinct the urban jungle yes you could if you're listening to this before 3320 which you, you would be. which you would be you could pre-order it on amazon on barnes and nobles on uh, cobbles on apple ibooks it's an ebook 299 it, that that's not that's not bad everybody yeah. could afford that we're gonna make this book a bestseller yeah. we're gonna make me an award winner and then i'm gonna open up doors for everybody who uh because this is the beginning of mm-hmm. my family's disney moment mm. you know what i'm saying like yeah. when, when I was writing the book, I took my wife out, I took my mother out, my auntie, my cousins, my sister, and I set them all down. And we was eating dinner, yeah. and I was the only male there besides my male little cousin. And I said, "This book is going to provide a, a, some type of job for everybody mm. at this table. No matter what you do, whatever field you in, this book will provide you a job, and this will provide money for this these women in my family Speak and my that. life for the rest of their life and generational wealth." Because right. Somebody said to me about my book, uh, why don't you release it like this, like this, like this? And I said, I'm doing all that. I'm just doing it in phases because right. nobody can tell you how a book is supposed to be released or right. how your short film is supposed to be released. Yeah. It's going to come out when it's supposed to, to yeah. make the biggest impact. And you, brother, you had a big impact on a lot of people that you might not know yet because a lot of people might have never heard that story that you just told. Right. But right. the importance of that story, right. because the truth is you did everything that you were supposed to do. You yeah, did man. everything the right way yeah you wait you didn't come in here with a street story or none of that and you was run the police wronged you because that's what the police do right you follow protocol as being a man and taking it for every step that you were supposed to and look at you now you being blessed so the the what i liked about that story is when he said i worked on the fox lot and i and i landed ballers yeah man and i some mornings you used to wake up to go be security and then one morning you wake up and you walk into your trailer. Yeah, man. That's inspiration because the lady who was still there, like, 
okay, he told me he was going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah what I'm I had saying? some people hit me up with that. It's crazy because I go from receiving death threats and, you know, people faking like they the little girl. Oh, it's me. Can you send me a picture of you? You know what I'm saying? Trying to frame you to, <laughs> crazy. you know, God allowing me to be here in y'all presence. You know what I'm right. saying? Just as well. So I appreciate y'all blessing me. And the bigger you get, because you, you were sending to new heights that we can't even see. And the bigger you get and, and, and the more your story get out there or just you get out there as an actor, I guarantee you, mark my words, that when the Supreme Court say that's him and now you powerful, yeah, they go see it and everything will go in your favor oh, because yeah. it's still there. It's not yeah. a closed case. Yeah, they go see it. And they go go in your favor. Want to know why? Because when you get in the people living room mm-hmm. and they fall in love with one character mm-hmm. and they start doing that backstory and say, wait a minute. Yeah. You talking about that guy I love. I can impact his life yeah. by just saying, no, we need to see that case yeah. or somebody going to fight that you don't even know. They going to fight the behind the scenes fight to say, listen, I heard this guy's story. Chapter four turns into a movie out of the book. And this book is true. And they go see that case, and it's it's there because yeah, it's still there. So I mean, I see that for you. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. yeah, yeah. So we, we definitely gonna do coming. some works together. I, I see that too. Yeah, I see a lot of things that can happen between just what's going on in this room. Right. And we got a life. The the way we live our life is 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 real simple. And it's on his shirt. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. I want for my brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself. Mm.